Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Welcome everyone to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week the not so stereotypical millennials are joined by a special guest who we will get to in just a moment. So this week I'm joined by Michael R. Power and Ian Walter and Lauren Romo. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We rarely have guests. Um, I don't know if people don't like us or um, if, uh, if we smell even, uh, over the computer, I'm not sure what it is. It, it's but, our uh, fault to be honest. It's, it's, it's our fault. Welcome. Yeah, it's our welcome. Fault. We don't, we don't it's invite good to know people. where the problem is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Knowing where it is. Yeah. That's, that's a big step, fellas. It's a really big For step. Step really one. Okay, step. guys, we did it. We step yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lauren, um, for those that don't know, um, mm-hmm. what's, uh, what's your connection to the, to the podcasting and nerdy world? Because, uh, that's why I would. I thought I'd reach out to you and stuff. I thought it was mm-hmm. absolutely perfect to to have you on. Why don't you Why don't you tell us about uh, about your your dealings, so to speak? Yeah. So, oh god. So two years. Well, it will be two years in August. My cousin and I started the Galactic Podcast, and man, we him and hot about it. I, think, I don't know if you guys probably felt the same way about starting a podcast because there's tons of them, right? And who's yeah. going to listen and all that stuff? But you know, we felt that we. You know, it, it's a strictly Star Wars podcast, that one in particular that I do. And we just felt that, like, you know, we have fun talking about it. You know, my brother was the one that really kind of pushed me and her to do it because we would just talk Star Wars at family functions, like, all the time. Like, we would sit in the corner or sit wherever and just be like, dude, oh, my God, The Force Awakens or Last Jedi or blah, 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 blah. And we'd go into these, like, you know, half hour, 45 minute conversations. And my brother would sit there because he's like a closet nerd. Like, he likes the stuff. But he, he's not, like, nerdy, like, like all of us, right? Like, he's not hardcore. So, you know, him, you know, encouraging us kind of, you know, me and Andrea looked at each other. We're like, like, but who would listen? So, you know, we did it. We did it. And we we're having a lot of fun doing it. So we've been, like I said, so August will be our two years of doing that. And then a couple, a couple months ago, my two of my friends and I um, started another podcast just called the Geek Broadcast. And that's where we kind of talk about everything geeky, like anything nerdy, any IP, like anything. So it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you get to meet cool people like you guys and, you know, meet other people, other fans that are like as passionate about this kind of culture, this type of, you know, thing that we all enjoy and love. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a big part of it, right? I mean, it seems like you uh, fit right in with us. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and <laughs> oh, and, and the whole story of of like you know, I think that happens a lot with with just sort of um, I don't know if you want to call it indie podcasts or just podcasts in general. I think mm-hmm. when they weren't even called podcasts, you know, fifteen years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's just how they started. You know, it was just hey, we do this and talk about this all the time. Why don't we just hit the record button? You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what it feels like and kind of why I ended up myself getting into, <laughs> into broadcasting my story to people is, Hey, I mean, I don't, I don't do sports for, for work, but I go, well, if I get into media and broadcasting, I, I know enough about this anyway. Why don't I just mm-hmm. try to make it a job, you know? And it sort of right. felt, feels the same thing for, for podcasting where it's like, we do this all the time. Anyway, every time we get together, what, what do we talk about? What do we do? <laughs> Let's right. just hit the record button. You know, what's the big deal. It's just another right. excuse to sort of get together and do this. So. Um, yep. so i think we have a very shared history or story there so <laughs> yeah i think it's just it is one of those things where like once you do it you kind of get addicted i don't know about you guys but like you kind of just like you like doing it like you like, you enjoy getting behind a mic and like talking to people and just talking about things that you you know grew up on or things that you are really passionate about like it's just it's just fun because mm-hmm. the world sometimes sucks, right? <laughs> like it can mm-hmm. be like, uh, uh, it can be like pretty like an up, escape. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. It's like an escape. It's like going to the movies or like mm-hmm. watching, you know, whatever, like geeky show or whatever. Like it's just an escape and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And you, like I said, I think the big thing for me is like meeting other people because I, me personally, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a pretty introverted person by nature. So like me talking to other people, like it's, it's been fun and it's been like, in, 
it's just been enjoyable knowing other people like have as much passion because like I, I mean I don't know if you guys like growing up like we might have like had some friends but like I never nerded out as hard as I do now when I was a kid like I just have found more people to do that I don't know if you guys have felt that way you know as you gotten older but like that for me that's what I've noticed for sure is like growing up you get older and then you find people that are as passionate as you were like when you were a kid you're like man where were you when I was like in sixth grade right. <laughs> like this would have been awesome <laughs> yeah I can echo that in that you know you you don't you were always looking for someone you can talk about this stuff with and now mm-hmm. I know that I can definitely talk with with these guys and like as you meet more people you you figure out like who wants to get as deep down in the trenches with you when it comes mm-hmm. to this nerd nerdiness and fandom so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're all just constantly nodding as we all say this like yeah yeah, yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> you know it's all shared it, experiences right yeah the day for us it was enough times uh, where we would go hang out with the wives and then it would just be me and you uh ending up at the bar yeah uh, talking about star wars for <laughs> for an hour and then should we leave you guys here you know it was like yeah, should we that. just like go do our own <laughs> yeah. thing like we're, you know what honestly they would have left and we might not have even noticed you know? <laughs> like, yeah. whether they give us a heads up or not <laughs> you know it's crazy too so i was uh I, I was able to go to star wars celebration if you have never been to a convention oh, first oh, wow. so and Jealous. to go to a Star Wars one too, dude, it is—it's an experience. Like it, oh, I can't wait. I'm—I'm I'm trying to go to Anaheim in 2022, but you know, it's funny because I know a lot of people that met people at Star Wars Celebration, and they started a podcast. Like they started mm-hmm. a podcast with people that they literally just met at this event. Like it's crazy how things like this, like shared experiences or shared like love for you know Star Wars, Marvel, whatever, can like lead you down to something that you never really thought you know, you would do for sure. Right. So it's, yeah, it's a absolutely. lot of fun. Okay. So yeah. that's a perfect jumping off point then because uh, Mike, I can't, I keep, I keep calling it. I keep wanting to use the word initiation and that's not. Oh right. yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> we're, not, we're not hazing you. Or no, it's not a haze. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's, it's sort of like our secret, our secret passcode to get into the club is to tell us what, <laughs> What defined you growing up? What defined you as a nerd? What got you to this point? And that's what we do with anybody that comes on. Uh, me and Mike mm-hmm. did it when we first started. When when Ian started with us, it was the same thing. And it's <laughs> just, you know, a perfect sort of jumping off point of all the things that sort of brought us to where we are. So um, mm-hmm. I know Star Wars is, is big for all of us and, and especially for you too, Lauren, but uh, mm-hmm. we don't have to start there. What? Let's start. We have some uh, TV movies, maybe some games that sort of defined you growing up and 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 uh, who you are in your sort of nerddom uh wh- where do you want to start <laughs> so yeah so I got, I got a couple um obviously one is star wars but well yeah we'll dive into that one later but the yeah. <laughs> one that comes to my mind first is so I, I was you know i grew up i was born in the 80s grew up in the 90s right so the 90s childhood a yeah, lot of cool stuff us. was happening right like i mean we had the you know video games was becoming really hot back then you know, obviously the internet, everything was like really, I think, huge in the 90s. So like growing up for me, um, like 90s animation was my jam. So specifically, though, like X-Men, the 90s cartoon was my yeah. absolute favorite. Dude. Oh, my God, I love it. Right in there. You listened to our episodes previously, right? (laughs) 100%. But so when Disney Plus came out, like they have those old X-Men cartoons. So it's just funny to like watch those now. And then Spider-Man. Spider-Man was a huge, again, back in the 90s. That animation, that cartoon was great. So like that got, I think those got me into specifically obviously animation. Like I... Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be watching animation as much as I am now if it wasn't for like X-Men and Spider-Man and all those 90s cartoons, but really specifically X-Men and Spider-Man because that got me into like superheroes and all that genre. So those were probably like the the two big animations back then, but there were so many like in the 90s. I mean, you had Batman, you had, I mean, Voltron was huge uh, for me. 
Um, I mean, there's just so many. They're like, as a kid, like you really did have in the 90s, I think, really great cartoons to latch onto and to like really jump into. I mean, Transformers is one of my favorite IPs and I love that cartoon back then. So, you know, I think animation specifically, but in the 90s was like really big for me because again, I think I watched, now I'm into like the Bad Batch and I watched Rebels and all the animated um, Star Wars. I watched Voltron, the uh, Netflix series that came out, Mm -hmm. the Transformers that came out on Netflix. Like, so I'm a super nerd when it comes to animation now. And it does go back to that time of watching those on like Saturday morning and all that stuff. So I don't know. I mean, obviously it sounds like you guys are huge animation too. So I, oh my God. The best oh, yeah. in the nineties. The best. Well, Saturday okay. morning cartoons were my yeah. jam. Yes. And yes. Do they? Yes. Is that even a thing anymore? Is that like an old person yeah. thing to say? Like, do kids <laughs> get up. Well, it kind of feels that way, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah. it's all on streaming now. There's yeah. no like get up for eight a.m. and like you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't sit there at eight a.m. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah, was the exactly, only time yeah. during the week that you could get your the new episodes of the cartoons that you watched mm-hmm. was Saturday morning, right? Like it was reruns after school of certain cartoons, but. Do you mm-hmm. want to catch the new episode of X-Men or Spider-Man or, or any of those shows? I don't know, whatever you watched. It was like Saturday morning and I would get up, mm-hmm. you know, before anyone in my family and I'd be watching Saturday morning cartoons on the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are, the yeah. Days. And those are the exact yeah. same ones I watched. And, Spider-Man well, that's the thing. on my list, X-Men, yeah. all those. Like, was yeah. it on your list, Dave? Because it was definitely on Mike and my own. But uh, I, I, don't, I can't those. remember if X Men was, but I know for sure for me it was it was Batman and Ninja Turtles. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, for sure. and then I and had the real the weird, Ghostbusters. The real yeah. Ghostbusters you guys had. I had the weird pick Sus. of uh, Arthur as well. So uh, that was <laughs> oh, my <nice>. other pick. <laughs> Sus. It's, it's funny when you mention like the Spider Man animated series because I think that's the penultimate like Spider Man yeah. sort of experience for me. And, uh, you know, we, Mike and I, we sometimes on back in my day, we did, uh, we do like these quiz show episodes that Dave puts uh-huh. together Yeah. and Mike mm-hmm. and I were pitted against each other over the, we're big comic book fans, right? So mm-hmm. we were pitted together over the top or the first 50 issues of Spider-Man, like the villains. That, oh, wow. the villains. oh yeah, that that's came, right. Yeah. But, wow. but for me, it, like I do love Spider-Man and sort of his history, but I wasn't really deep in depth knowledge to the first 50 issues of the comics. But it just so happens that the Stan Lee run is what inspired the the cartoon. Uh, so mm-hmm. when you're thinking about those those villains that pop up in the cartoon, like those are what I went to pull from for the original Spider-Man villains. You know, so, I'm pretty, so that was yeah, it. and I'm pretty sure you guys went for a while. You, you we, like, we run the gamut on that one. There was there was 25 or 30 different ones, and you guys only missed a couple. <laughs> like, it was pretty good. <laughs> That's what it's exciting, like what they're doing, like kind of fast forward to now like marvel marvel studios kevin feige all of them like what they're doing with these movies now specifically like they're pulling from all those great comics right i mean i mean specifically in the winter soldier like they pulled that um comic from captain america where uh that gentleman got him blanking on his name now um the uh black Walker. captain america no, the, oh, the Isaiah like Bradley, they pulled yeah. that. Yeah. Isaiah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really they pulled that storyline. Sure. Yeah. So like you got to that excites me for what they're going to do for X-Men really specifically, because yeah. now that they have the rights to that, those characters and everything. Oh, my God. I can't wait because I mean, yeah. I I'm a sucker for all the X-Men movies. I'll be honest, like anything like X-Men's origin was great. I loved all those movies. I loved all the older ones. Um, So. But I'll I'm, watch anything with you, Jackman. So yeah, no, <laughs> right. Too, I mean, yeah. he's probably the best Wolverine that we will get, and it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see what they go, what they do with that moving forward in the MCU specifically, because they, knowing how deep they can go with that, like that whole group of characters. Oh my God, I can't, yeah, I can't wait the to see what they thing, do. Right, they can get away with anything mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe they will finally do the Phoenix storyline justice in a movie because they've tried twice and failed. <laughs> no, no, no. I no. I have to say, Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix didn't sure. hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> no, like, no, but no. I'm a sucker for X-Men. Like, I am such a sucker for it. I'm like, you're I'm breaking hearts. Look at like, these guys. Oh. Are, these, no, these guys I, are, I didn't okay. hate it. I, and I know there's like a really big like the storyline is huge in the comics. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's a really big part of Jean Grey, her character, and her growth, and yeah. all that stuff. But I mean, you didn't hate it, but you didn't say it was good. So I, I can see that's fair, right? It. Right. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It wasn't like a perfect movie, no, but it was great. Yeah. Right. Okay. It was fun. I like will I said, say this: the expectation Sorry, is so high because that storyline is so beloved from the mm-hmm. cartoon. Right. Mostly, exactly. Yeah. Right. I want to see right. that version from the cartoon. 
done properly and said they have this like weird other they never do it right basically <laughs> i will say this i was not a fan of Dark so Phoenix, but i will say that it, it was not as terrible as the fantastic four reboot mm. so, oh i kind of like that one too sorry no, like you everyone's entitled to their own opinion but in my mind they have not done justice to my all-time favorite Marvel Comics villain in Doctor Doom. They have not mm. brought him That's to fair. the big screen in any sort of uh, reputable way. So, you know, if they were going to do this whole third times a charm, like I'm sure that they can do a good job with X Men mm-hmm. because I have enjoyed the X Men movies, but they really, I think that the bar is well. They there's a lot on the line for when they bring Fantastic Four into the mm-hmm. MCU. I think, but I think that you know, in Feige we trust, but. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah, and no, I actually definitely, liked those definitely. original Fantastic Four movies. They I were actually entertaining, yeah, they were but good. the villain was a problem. The villain was a problem. Yeah, they can do better, but I actually did mine at the time. But are also yeah. those earlier 2000s, 2005, whenever that, that one came out. It, even the Spider-Man movies, like they're, they're good and everything and they're yeah. fine and we like them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you made them now as you can compare to what we've had in the last few years, you can see that there's improvements and stuff, right? But to my point, I, the way it looks, yeah. like, there's little nitpicks like that. You can kind of get there, right. So. Yeah. right. To Mike's point though, I give them a pass for being sort of pre iron man. If you come out yeah. in 2015 and make that Fantastic Four movie and you still don't get Doctor Doom right, I don't know. That's I'm out. exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a big, like, yeah. And that was a big thing too to start with Iron Man really to kick us all off on this oh, whole yeah. MCU journey. Like you could have mm-hmm. did Captain America. You could have did so many other, I think maybe more familiar, more like recognizable no, it's they had sold characters. off the rights to all of their right. games. So they were really right, scraping right. from the bottom of the barrel and it even was a Captain perfect America storm. wasn't yeah, yeah. Like they they've created Captain America. If you actually go back in time, if you could, Captain America, mm-hmm. Thor, Iron Man, these characters actually weren't like huge cultural icons like they are now. They they turned those characters into mm-hmm. these icons through the Especially quality of their Iron movies. Man. Yeah, uh, because they legitimized the Avengers, so. right? Because the Avengers yeah. back in the comics yeah. were just another super team. They weren't like the yeah. super team, you know. So right. Um, so yeah, kudos yeah. to them for making that Iron Man movie and, and like just they took a big swing. It. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. They, you know, John Favreau, Kevin Feige, Marvel it was Studios, the right people, a big swing yeah, on Robert Downey Jr. and the uh, oh, that Iron was Man a character. huge choice, right, for them uh-huh. to go with our DJ. And God, yeah. did he nail that? Oh God, he oh, nailed that character. So perfect, <laughs> so good. Just the I perfect casting. Yeah, I saw it. Perfect casting. I saw a thing too that was maybe two weeks ago or something. It was whatever the anniversary was of the first Thor movie. And mm-hmm. there was, you know, a, a thing on Variety or something like that. Two unknowns cast in, oh, in the yeah. Thor movie. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah. Was it fast forward they, now? And their yeah, household like, names were they right? both really that unknown at the time? Like it just feels like we always we've always known who they who they were, especially mm-hmm. yeah, especially as those... characters, of course. But like, and, and those two guys too, just like Robert Downey Jr. is, and honestly, and Chris Evans, like it's just so they're so perfect for those roles. Like they just, mm-hmm. they owned them and they turned that, that script and the, and the movie and everything into they they turned themselves into those characters and it's just so yeah. perfect. Yeah. It was so weird to see that headline that I'm sure I read at the time. And then now I'm just like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if yes. you think about it, we, we mentioned how Hugh Jackman perfectly embodies the role of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one guy in one, in like a bunch of movies, but this, the Avengers was an entire movie filled with perfect casting. Right. So it was just it was in, it, like that's insane. Good and bad, you know, yeah. like like the the bad guys, the yeah. good guys, like everyone is just sort of overall like just just perfect. Yeah, so. even those background characters like Kate Denning as Darcy. Oh my yeah. god, like I love her. And then you have Catherine Hahn as uh, oh. Agnes. Like, how do you? Yeah. yeah, they they don't mess up. I mean, that's one no. thing with Marvel. They don't. They don't. Yeah, they're they casting not... is on point. They're casting yeah. is on point. And when someone no, doesn't work yeah. out, they, they will replace them. And yeah, because you've on. You know, and I actually Norton, enjoyed you know, Edward Howard. Norton. Yeah. Like I liked him as the Hulk. Yeah, too. yeah. I think that was a really good choice. Oh, I, I love him in, in so many things too. So it's just like yeah, me too. I, I, yeah, I love Edward Norton. Well, that's the thing with the MCU. Like you can look, they have 23 released films, and even your worst, even your least favorite. Like everyone's got a different ranking, right? But mm-hmm. personally, my least favorite is the Incredible Hulk for reasons. But like even that movie, I enjoy watching. There's not a bad movie in the bunch. Um, yeah. So even even like Thor: The Dark World gets a lot of flack. I still enjoy watching that movie. So. Yeah, right. 100%. Well, for for yeah, me, you, you guys know my story is that that third Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok is gonna. 
unless the next one blows me out of the water, that's just going to always be my favorite. But the other two Thor movies, I could care less about. I could never watch them again and I'd be totally fine. So it's just like. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, 80s, 90s, like it's not like animation is was huge for me. So I think that was probably like one big thing that has really pushed me through to like what I love now watching and like what I like what I get excited about for. And then so my other one, though, like growing up saved by the bell was like <laughs> my favorite like not sitcom you know i guess it's sitcom yeah. like the kids sitcom, sitcom right yeah yeah, yeah like yeah what do you Saturday call it what do you call stuff? a kid's sitcom yeah i don't know right <laughs> just kid com. Kid com. Kid com. Kid com. <laughs> we're coining that right now there that's it <laughs> so but yeah like we got the money for patent i don't know right yeah call that hollywood executive that we always make that call make that call no he's already made enough money off our ideas pick a new executive but there's only one remember yeah, there's, yeah, there's, right. there's one guy that there's makes just, all the decisions. There's just the one right? guy. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. We can just call him. <laughs> but yeah, so like Save by the Bell, like as campy and as, as cheesy as that show was, like it's just one of those, like you you grow up watching like that type of show or like Fresh Prince or um Family Matters, step by step, like mm-hmm. all those kind of TGIF shows too. Like they're just so like I don't think they really make those type of sitcoms anymore. Personally, I don't think like is they're just it's like a it's a it's an old fashioned I feel like so like watching those shows back when I was a kid like I loved them like especially like I said especially Say by the Bell because I loved mm. Mark Paul Gosser, Mario Lopez like that was a great kind of casting as those young kids and then obviously growing up to like high school and then I remember like my sister and my cousin we were all huge huge Say by the Bell fans so like there's a big event of Zach and Kelly getting married. Like we were all about that when that was on, but I mean, it really, I mean, like many sitcoms, it teaches you like, you know, your morals and values and, you know, don't do drugs, don't do all that stuff. So, you know, it does have a purpose, (laughs) although it is funny to like, to think about like, like when I was like, as a kid, like seeing Zach Morris, like do timeout and everything freezes, like, why, like, why are we even doing that in a sitcom? Like, it's so like <laughs> random, like he has a superpower somehow. I don't know. It's, it's funny thinking about it now, like watching it back then you're like, oh yeah, totally. This makes sense. Like he can totally do Absolutely. that. Like what? No big deal at all. Uh, but yeah, like I like say by the bell in those kind of nineties sitcoms were huge. I mean, I don't know if you guys are big, like TGIF, Friday night uh-huh. peeps too, like I was like, oh, I loved yep. all of them because they were just like I said, they leaned into themselves a lot too. Like they knew what they were. They were like a family kid friendly sitcoms, but they leaned into all those tropes. And it was just, again, growing up, like it's just what I remember sitting down and watching like with my sister or like my cousins or any of that stuff. Like that's what we that's what we did uh, on Fridays, you know, Friday nights as like, you know, six, seven years old. We watch all yeah. those like goofy mm. Goofy sitcoms. Yeah, Save by the Bell. Do you guys have? Yeah. Do you guys watch all those too? Like, my yeah, I'm sure did. Right, Save by the Bell. I think yeah, was, was big for. Yeah, we we Mike, always talk about Save by the Bell. We did so an episode you, you on can't. that, I think, Mike. But uh, uh, yeah. I wasn't as deep as maybe Mike or Dave. But no, I you know didn't I think watch it that much because I never had um, like regular cable yeah. growing up because mm-hmm. we oh, couldn't yeah. get it never where that. I lived. So I only watched shows like that show specifically is one of them. And then like Beast Wars and all those shows that we've talked yeah. about before, mm-hmm. Gargoyles and stuff. I never got that at my TV growing up. So I only got it when I went to like my grandparents place or my cousin's right. place or whatever, <laughs> which was Friday nights or Saturday nights or Sunday afternoons. Like, so I still got that sort of weekend feel of it, but like it was mm. never a thing that I could turn on at home. But, uh, but I have experience yeah. watching all of them, but just not probably as much as you guys did. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, like, even if it doesn't rank, like, right at the top of the list, it's something that a lot of us just watched on the regular, like, and it was mm-hmm. something that we could mostly relate to in ways, yeah. you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so on that level, and then it's funny, like, even, like, so, so a lot of people during the pandemic, you know, they're making all these wild purchases. Myself, we have an exercise bike, okay? There's, like, Peloton, there's Echelon, and I, the other day, I find myself riding with Mario Lopez of all people. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's the that's guy awesome. That's like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like talking about himself. I'm like, I'm with AC Slater right now. So <laughs> what? Like, you know, <laughs> is he like running the class? Or something? Something? Yeah, he was AC running the, the session. Yeah. What? That's awesome. Yeah, that's so that's awesome. Pretty funny. I don't know. If it's that's... funny, like growing up 
and then seeing these people that we watch as kids right and then like like mario lopez does all a bunch of stuff and yeah, yeah. you know you see some of He's these everywhere. actors and actresses right so but it's funny because like we all kind of like what ian is saying like we all know that i know him as like ac slater like that mm-hmm. to me that's yeah. what i will automatically associate mario lopez with like with although now else. i only think of sexy uh, colonel sanders yeah that, i mean <laughs> right. that's fair that's fair that's fair that's very fair mike whatever floats your boat man no one's gonna yeah, judge. Yeah. <laughs> no judgment here you don't kick shame around here right that's yeah fine. that's it we're totally fine cool, man but... yeah good. hopefully you guys understand the reference and i'm not <laughs> oh yeah but yeah, yeah um yeah. Say by the Bell was huge. I watched, I've seen every episode like 20 times because it played before mm-hmm. school, oh, high Jesus. school. And I would like walk to my friend's house and we would watch an episode, then walk to school. And that's like that's a four amazing. year routine. That's amazing. Uh, and my and actually, wife Power, when she did her orientation episode, she had Saved by the Bell. So we bonded over Saved by the Bell. That's just like, and the best thing about Saved by the Bell, looking back on it, is that it's so wholesome. Like the, the it, problems yeah, they is. get into is. is like, oh, like our consent form for our trip is not signed, <laughs> or like the cookies are missing. You know, it's like not like then you watch hey, like man. The kids are watching when stay, cookies like, are missing. Cookies, <laughs> cookies are. Who told you you could eat my cookies? Yeah. No, no one's like you. No one's like having sex and doing drugs and dropping out of school mm. and parents yeah. are dying or anyone. No, I mean? we, like, we got the shows these days are so yeah. different. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, Degrassi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't watch the show. Oh, yeah, Degrassi did get a bit, a bit yeah. blue. My, my entire um, sex ed in 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 junior high would boil down to Degrassi. Watching it in class. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was so easy for us to watch it too. It was on like our, our public television, right? Like it was. Just, <laughs> you didn't have to have cable to watch it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess those kind of shows have always been around. I guess. I just, yeah. Yeah. Just I just like the whole subversive about. I don't know if that's what what that is in today's day and age you know what i mean i don't well, know what i'll, I'll tell you what they're watching was... to get that wholesome contents these days but... yeah it's probably not as like goofy and and stuff like that but i'm watching bit by bit the uh the new mighty ducks show mm. oh, I, I had a feeling oh, you were gonna bring that up and it feels oh, a little good. bit like that you know it feels mm-hmm. i mean it's definitely geared towards younger age for sure and it's you know not something you have to pay super attention to and if you have a connection to the movies it's even better but mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 kind of like that. I mean, it's definitely wholesome. Mike, you use that word wholesome. It, that show is like nice. just strictly that. I like to hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great for kids yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying it and stuff. But it feel it, when you mention it, it feels like that. It's just a little bit less goofy, um, yeah. but it's still a lot of fun. So that, that's and, the first thing uh, that came to mind. I have to mention before we move off, Saved by the Bells, that they did reboot it this year, and oh, it's actually God, really yeah. good. It's See, I haven't good. watched it. I'm very concerned because, like, I guess I was just. <laughs> I grew up on it. Like, I loved that show, what they did. And we talked about this on the Geek Broadcast before. Like, for me, reboots, there's a time and place for some of them, right? Like, there are reboots that are just like, dude, you don't really have to. Like, just let it <laughs> go. And I feel like Saved by the Bell was one of them. But I, but to be fair, I haven't watched that, though. I know it's like Zach and Kelly's kids or something. Like, kids give in it a school, shot because right? okay. It's, okay. it's a reboot. In the way that I like, we like on the show, this reboots to be done, oh, okay. where it's like they, they, what's the word? They, they acknowledge that the old one like existed and it's just mm-hmm. like in the same universe. It exists in the same world. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there's a cool. new Zach Morris, a new AC Slater. It's like mm-hmm. Zach Morris's kid and AC yeah. Slater's a teacher. And then it's like there's other kids then to focus on. Right. And it's, okay. it gets a lot more diverse and it sort of turns the tropes of the original one on its head. So like Zach's, uh, Morris's kid is in it. But he's kind of like uh, not the hero of the story. He's kind of mm. they're kind of like like you know they're fighting over a parking spot, and then the other kids are like, "Why are you guys fighting over a parking spot? This is so stupid." <laughs> Which is something that would totally be an it's entire happened, episode yeah. in the That's original true. show, right? So it's like mm-hmm. it comments on the original show. If you watch the original show, you get a lot out of it. It's actually it's actually well done. It's actually good because I'm skeptical always when something is rebooted right. from our childhood. But yeah. um, this one this one's good. Yeah. Okay. I, I will take your word for it and mm-hmm. I will, I'll dive into it. I'll dive yeah. Into yeah, check it out. If you can yeah. find it, because it's hard to yeah. find. That's, that's trickier. Yeah, that's, I, that's a I whole have, other issue, right? Yeah, <laughs> I do have Peacock, so I will have to, okay, there you have go. to check that out. And I only I, I got Peacock just because I love Parks and Rec. That's a mm. little side story. Oh, yeah. But I love that show so much. So <laughs> yeah. I can't best, believe how much why. you're on my wavelength here. That's my favorite <laughs> comedy. Yeah, Spider Man animated. What's going on here? I actually, I do like parks and rec over and i and i'm a huge the office fan too like i liked it but 
Parks and Rec for me is is it's just I don't know so much better. You can so say it's so much yeah. better than The Office. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> I think season one of Parks and Rec is my least favorite because it kind of yes. struggles to find its own footing. Yeah, and then once it once it decides it's its own thing and not having to be really like The Office as much, then it becomes like a much better. Show. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. hilarious it's just one of those just well-written like it's subtle it's like the little moments it's the little like character like looks into the camera or like just it's just yeah, yeah it's just such a great show and it's it's, it's honestly show. uh i think even more than the office which gives it another step up in in mm. uh in our world now it is the most gifable show i think mm. you could probably probably Ooh. find out there <laughs> that's fair i will say Shit's creek for me is more oh, yeah. gifable than yeah, parks and rec too. but it's up there though parks and Shit's rec creek is sure. epic i love oh, that yeah. show yeah yeah david rose is my like spiritual person like i yeah. just i want to be best friends with <laughs> Dan Levy, like he's just amazing. He's yeah, and that's of- that's one where like it's another, it's like a father son duo that's just like unmatched, mm-hmm. almost oh, like yeah. it's just. Yeah. And from like, right down like, the road over here, man, they're from right right down the street. Well, that's here, the so. thing, and like Eugene Levy is so classic, and then like you know he mm-hmm. doesn't skip a beat, and then like of course his son's amazing too. So it's just, yeah, no, yeah. like of course, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I think of um, the whole I, Levy clan is it's all in the yeah. eyebrows, which he passed down, which is explains yeah, clearly. Himself. Clearly, yep. yeah. It's it's like a ray for talent. It just like yeah. sucks it all in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magnet for talent. That makes sense. That's that where they sense. store all their talents. That's where it's stored. <laughs> yeah. If they ever watch, that's why them, they never they write anything down. Hats. Yeah, they never write anything down. It just gets stored in their eyebrows, and then they can just. Right. Oh yeah. That's... <laughs> That makes total sense. That it makes just sense. Adds, guys, it's yeah. science. I bet you the bar- their barbers have to sign a waiver. <laughs> oh my God. Don't go near the eyebrows. <laughs> that makes total sense that they would have. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I'm sure I'm sure they've never heard anything about their eyebrows ever in their life. Especially oh, Eugene. We're the first ones to notice that. Yeah. Yeah, we're the right, first yeah. ones to notice that for sure. Yeah. 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 Um yes. right, Lauren, what else? Mm-hmm. What else we got? We got any uh I I mean, li- like you said, Mike. Literally everything she's mentioned has just been like a hundred percent on her way. I know. Let's see if you can go perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. You got any movies? Out there? <laughs> yeah, let's hear the movies. The pressure's let's on. The movies. <laughs> well, pressure's on. so yeah, for me, I think growing up when in the age that I think we all did, I think Star Wars is right. Star Wars is huge. Star Wars is the movie. End of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks everybody. We're gonna stop right here. That's it. That's all we answer, yeah. <laughs> but it did. I mean, I think it. It's one of those movies, and it's one of those franchises that you you get into, and you are sucked in. Number one, number two, it leads you to I think so many different other genres that you like, like Star Trek or all those other kind of sci-fi fantasy things that you know, came after Star Wars. Like, it really did pave a way for a lot of, I think, things in, you know, what we consume as nerds. I, I really do. Like, it, it it pushed so much. George Lucas did, yeah. like, was a genius back in 1977. Let's just be honest with it. Yep. His, you know, his, his directing skills might be, might be questionable. Was that's another topic. Was, right? was, was, was yeah. yeah. No, that's true. But I think the movie, though, specifically is Empire Strikes Back. Now, the creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga. A big, new, sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. But that movie sticks out to me, and it will always be like the one that I will always when I rewatch it, like it just triggers all those like memories, right? Like Andrea and yeah. I on the Galactic Podcast, we've talked about that before where like Empire Strikes Back just, it clicks and it takes you back when you start watching that movie, like right from the beginning, like that Hoth scene, I will probably forever remember because it's just so good. And it's just mm. something that you will just not, you know, you, it's just nothing that you've ever seen before at that time. And it was, it was amazing. The, you know, the costumes, the, you know, the the lightsabers and all that stuff. And, you know, it just it puts you into this whole other kind of world like we were talking about before. Like it's an, ex, you know, it's a great escape because it makes you kind of bring that childlike wonder 
to your imagination, right? Like, I think that's what it did for all of us. And it, and it still does. Because like I said, I, I'm still a huge Star Wars nerd. Like, I, I mean, I do a whole podcast about it. So like, I, it's, you know, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now that says Star Wars on it. So like, it means a lot to me. And it probably means a lot to so many other people too. Because again, it, it did get us into, I think, a lot of different genres, a lot of different just nerd stuff that I think a lot of people our age, like gravitate to now. You know, so it's drug. just... It is. No, I mean, and and you're totally right, Ian. Like, it really was for a lot of people. I mean, just in just thinking of, like, what George Lucas inspired, like, all the directors or, like, people that, you know, were young like us and now they're directors of, like, films. Like, they were huge Star Wars fans, right? And now they're, like, directing Star Wars shows or, like, other franchises that are part of, like, Star Wars has always been something that everybody relates to. I mean, Kevin Feige. He has said he is a huge Star Wars nerd and he runs mm-hmm. Marvel. So like it got people into certain things. I mean, it got people probably to, you know, be, you know, special effects people or puppetry things like it just it it did so much. I don't think people really talk about it a lot that yeah. that it brought people doing what they do now almost, you know, like it. Yeah. It paved yep. the way. George paved the way for a lot of things. So, uh, yeah. But specifically, uh, Empire Strikes Back, though, is probably yeah. my nice. favorite Star Wars movie. You nailed it. That's, I mean, that's my favorite movie of all time. Actually. Yeah, I mean, so. it, it, it's if up there for me. Number one Star too. Wars for me. Yeah, number yeah. One Star Wars. Uh, yeah. And I and I and I do unbashedly love. Like I love Star Wars. Like I I mean the prequels. I love the prequels for what they are. I love the sequel trilogy for what it is. The original trilogy for what it was. And that's the perfect thing about Star Wars too. Is that like it's a generational thing right so like the the people that grew up on the original trilogy you know they love it people that grew up on the prequels are die hard prequel defenders and lovers and that's amazing too because yep. those films do did things for that generation and now you look at the sequel trilogy just watched doing Attack the same the thing yeah i mean <laughs> you know and then with the sequel trilogy it brought a whole new generation of kids to star wars to the fandom and now now we're looking at the you know the mandalorian you're looking at all the animation shows that i freaking love like rebels is probably my favorite star wars like storytelling hands down like that's my favorite all like just it is i i will watch rebels i've probably rewatched that show i can't even tell you how many times because i (laughs) it means so much to like me because i love the story because it very Mm. it felt it felt very like original trilogy and it felt very prequely you know, it just had that that feeling. It was but a perfect it, bridge between them, really. Yes. Yeah, no, it really was. And then, you know, like I said, like the sequel trilogy, it brings in new fans, just like the Mandalorians bringing in new fans. Like, I can't tell you how many like people that I know that were not Star Wars fans. Once the Mandalorian came out in like Grogu and, you know, Din Djarin, like people were talking about it. Like it was a it was a it wasn't just like 100%. within the Star Wars fandom right like it was everybody yeah, it was a cultural phenomenon it. yeah yeah it was a huge thing so it's fun to see that like star wars it continues to grow from generation to generation right like it's nothing that's just like it's stuck in its ways from like 1977 like it has grown into something that is completely like amazing and like i said earlier like if you have not gone to a celebration do yourself a favor even if you're like like a not i mean even if you are just a uh not a hardcore star wars fan but just a star wars fan in general like celebration is just it's yeah. amazing I've it never is even been amazing to california. if that's what you <laughs> to california i'll go yeah, yeah. no you should honestly like it is it's amazing like i once you get there and it, it's weird because twitter can be twitter or the social media can be social media with star wars right, right? the fandom is it is what it is yeah. But when you go to a convention like that and it's strictly just about Star Wars, you know, and it's 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 just vastly different than anything I've ever experienced when I went to Chicago. Like you just go there and it's just like you're among people that are like almost feel like family. Like you yeah. are with people that have as much love and passion about this franchise that you have had since you were like six, seven, whatever it is, you know, and it's just it's a great feeling to just be around that many people that love star wars and it's just yeah i i highly recommend if you can do it to go cool to go. how yeah. like awesome. uh how like kid friendly is is star wars oh it's huge oh is it? It is. okay great. oh yeah i'm a dad oh, so yeah. i'm asking so yeah, yeah no <laughs> oh my god they have going, uh in one day maybe with my kids instead of 
you know, the old I guy thought it was himself. so you could bring me power. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. so you could bring me power. <laughs> I mean, Ian is a kid, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, go like with it, that. Yeah. really, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it is because they have like just they have a lot of cool things for like super young kids to do. Like they have like these fun events, fun, like little booths to do. Like there is a ton. It's not just like for huge, like adult mm-hmm. nerds. Like it is for right. family, like a hundred percent. Just for like a stage announcement Sweet. and presentation. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Like that's part of it, right? Like that's sure. part of, that's part of going to it is getting all those announcements. But I'll tell you what though, the thing I really loved about it was seeing the cosplayers Mm. Oh my god, dude! I wish I had that just small amount of creativity. That some <laughs> yeah. of these people did in their costumes and what they do—it's amazing. Like it, like you could just go to that convention just to see all the cosplay, and you would be like, "I would go again just to see it all." Like, yeah, because it's so impressive, again, right? Experience. Yeah, yeah. It's and amazing. then, like, if you're a big collector, like they have like rows and rows and booths of just like old Kenner stuff, old toys. Lego has like a huge uh booth like a huge booth i remember at chicago it was ginormous and they had tons dave of well you stuff. would spend so much money there oh, oh yeah, my dude, god this, this house would not exist if i've been there if it's i was dangerous if i've it's been dangerous. there before i would not have a place to live right now <laughs> like, but it's just, like it i need is that really life-size i need that life-size 3po and r2 made out of oh. lego that has a remote control that responds mm-hmm. to you like that even if that doesn't exist that's what i need <laughs> and it would probably cost the same as this house, and I would be fine with that, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But That'd yeah, it, Dave, it, it, you're it's, Ned it's in super... Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I'm building the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's super kid friendly, though. It is. It, it's awesome. not That's just great. for adults. Yeah, like it's it's totally kid friendly. It's amazing what they that event that they do, and that was my first convention of like any kind. Like I never went mm. to like san diego like i know i've heard of the you know san diego comic-con new york sure. comic-con you know all these conventions as you grow up in like as you were in like the nerd culture but i never been to one but so going to celebration was just an experience and yeah i sounds you incredible you have to go that like, yeah. yeah if you are a huge fan like if you, you have to like you just have to experience it because it's right, back in my day gonna sponsor us a tour all right yeah. <laughs> let's do it let's do it i'll 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 sell the tv behind me or something it'll get us it'll get us if it's chicago it's not too bad we can drive it's only uh yeah. eight hours or something like that so it's yeah. not too bad i literally i actually just out. booked my hotel for it the other day oh, so like oh nice. i'm going yeah and i don't nice. what's funny is that i don't even have tickets yet but i i'm, I'm like i know they're gonna be selling those probably soon like and because i you know it really sucks because of what's going on a lot yeah. of people internationally, especially in Australia, they can't like they can't. Well, we go wouldn't really be tickets. able to go either, uh, even us. Yeah, like we could go, yeah. but but it would be a whole thing. I mean, it's thing. if it's in a year or something, like I think that might be different. But if it was mm-hmm. tomorrow, like it would, it wouldn't be worth us going because mm-hmm. one, it would cost a fortune. It would just be yeah. way too expensive. And yeah, if we, we would only want to go. Flew, once this is all kind of behind us. Yeah, <laughs> if we flew, it'd be a whole other <laughs> thing. Like we can't, we can't really do the international travel thing, which. Honestly, I'm fine with it at this point, but mm-hmm. uh, eventually it would be nice. Eventually, it yeah. would be. It would be. Yeah. yeah, be but, yeah so you said, don't. Lauren, you said you went to Chicago. So that was mm-hmm. uh, like, were you there in the hall when the big, like, uh, when uh, Ian McDermott did the big reveal? No. So I didn't have. So when when you got tickets for this particular event, like you would go through like a lotto system. And what they would do is they would put you in different rooms or they would put you in like the big, what, what, the big arena, which was like directly across from the convention center is where they had like the big, the big, um, like uh, the big panels, like their, like, uh, Tross that, uh, well, well, what else was over there? Clone Wars was over there. Mandalorian was over there. Right. So that was like the big, like stage. And then they had these mini stages where they would project what was going on and you would sit there. So for the Rise of Skywalker, we got into one of those kind of extra rooms uh, in the convention center to watch it. But I got to be in the arena for Mandalorian mm, and nice. uh, the Clone Wars when they uh, showed uh, some stuff. So it was it was cool. Like it, it is sweet. like and there's so many cool different panels, too. Like if you're like if you're a book nerd, they have all the like the book authors and everything. They do a ton nice. of panels over there. Oh, they just have a that. lot of yeah. yeah. You guys, you guys mentioned Empire, and then you just said books. It just reminded me because I'm reading this right now, 
as these. I don't know if you guys have. Oh, have those seen are these, really great. Of, from a certain. Oh my god, man! These like I I'm not I never really went through any of like the old. I guess what do they call them now? The the what do they call the legends? Books? Legends now the legends, the ones that aren't so. canon. I, I read a couple of those over the years. I couldn't really remember which ones they were or whatever. But this this is a whole like these books are a whole other thing because. Mm-hmm. It's just about the characters in the background that you would never, ones that you maybe wouldn't have never seen. And two, mm-hmm. a pers- like a perspective of uh, the, the beast from, the, from Hoth that, mm. that takes Luke. Like, like you get his perspective or, or its perspective of, that, right. of what happened and their description of, of a light that comes out of their hand, which is his <laughs> light. Like it's just... The way that it's written and it's just like, and it goes in chronological order. So you're going through the movie and, you know, this one just came out because it was 40 years for Empire. The a New Hope one came out a few years ago. If you're at all a fan of these movies, these books are just, I, I've read the other one three times now and I have never, never read a book twice. Never. Oh. <laughs> um, they're good. Yeah, those it's are so much fun. And there's, yeah. yeah. 40 short stories you can go through a short story and you know however fast you read whatever but mm-hmm. it's great if you have 20 minutes to kill or something it's perfect you can get through one it's amazing yeah. you know Highly so yeah I, we do I, i'm a huge book like i i collect or not collect but I, I i do read a lot of the canon stuff i have not read any of like the eu oh. i'll be honest but i know it's a huge thing like that's a lot of people that's a lot of people star wars right yeah books like yeah. people eu like was a huge and it's still a huge thing that people talk about that people like that was their star wars yeah so, for a long time there was a huge gap between the original trilogy and the right. prequels so there they only had the books, books to turn to the biggest mm-hmm. gap that we've ever had was those was those movies right like, yeah so you know the the new canon stuff i try to keep i try to keep up with it it's, it, it's a lot i mean if you try yeah. like and then it's an expensive it's expensive too, <laughs> books yes. aren't cheap but you know it it is fun to kind of keep to kind of keep what's going on in like the like the universe and i know a lot of times they don't like continuity is kind of hit and miss which is whatever like i to me i don't care like if one thing was changed a little bit from the book to like animation or to the live action whatever it is what it is and that's fine but the one the the books i really enjoy are the art of books i don't know if you Mm. guys have read any of those oh my god the one that I love is the Star Wars Rebels because again I, I love Rebels. The that whole art of book is amazing. Like I love that. Stuff. Dave talks about what, like the process and what he you know what he thought of about all these drawings and like they're different like the different drawings for each character before like the final one. It's really cool stuff. Like it, it's it's a nice deep dive too of mm. what kind of Filoni was thinking with the series and what he wanted to do. It's it's amazing. And yeah. all of those art of books are really cool. Yeah. Cause all that but, stuff, when you look at like a character or a ship or a building, even things mm-hmm. or a planet, you know, like that they'll have comments on the side that'll say like, this mm-hmm. is why they did it this way. And then you just find out more almost lore, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Of lore characters. Everything's so planets. well thought of too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that reminds me, like you telling me about those art of books reminds me of like when I was a kid, I used to love reading those like, almost like encyclopedia style Star Wars books where you just go through in detail, like the different vehicles and shit. Kind of what they're like. Yeah. The other ones are a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just like, you, you would imagine your imagination would just run wild every time you kind of read about something new. Yeah. yeah. And um, I guess uh, that's a perfect chance to, we're, we're what four episodes in to the bad batch at the moment. Yeah. Um, Lauren, I know that you guys have been doing uh, uh, breakdowns of it and, and sort of mm-hmm. going through and, and pretty, pretty big detail and stuff overall um you know start with you though overall how are you feeling so far with it i I like it it. i mean yeah it's it's so good like first of all the animation like going from clone wars to rebels to you know even resistance was a was a really fun animation style but what they're doing in bad batch is just it's freaking gorgeous and beautiful like it really is some of the best like it's almost feels cinematic when you watch mm-hmm. that show yep. just how they shoot the lighting everything is just amazing but i i am liking the story like the it's an interesting it's an interesting storyline right now going on i wasn't i'll be honest so like clone wars when Stephen seven came out and that whole bad batch uh four episode arc came out like i liked them like they were cool characters you know i talked yeah. about that in the podcast where like me and andrea thought like they were kind of like a rock band coming in hot 
uh, into the Nexus <laughs> nice, yeah. on their ship. Like it felt that way, right? So then it just continues that story. And you know, I was like, okay, like I remember hearing, like, oh yeah, they're gonna do a whole series on these guys. Okay, cool. Like I'll watch it, whatever. I wasn't. Sure, I'll give for it a it. shot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if Star Wars is good at anything, it's trailers like they will suck you in 100 <laughs> yeah. percent of the time when you're just like <laughs> man if i watch it trailer okay i'm in like 100 yeah, no, sign me up <laughs> right, right 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 so with bad batch i you know the trailer sold me and then just what they're doing like i said animation wise but i like the storyline for me personally right now is the uh, kaminoans and the empire like what's going on yeah. with that whole thing like What's going to happen to you know that, that facility? Because right? you always yeah. wondered how they right. get from A to B. Right. Yeah. From going to clone, you know, going to clones to the scripted, you know, soldiers now, which again, I, I said it before too. Like, it's funny that the Empire wanted to go away from the clones, but clearly, like, the, the conscripted soldiers were probably the worst idea they ever had. Because if they right. would have heads with the clones, they probably <laughs> wouldn't have a big problem of what happened later on. So, but it's interesting. And I like Omega, like that character. I love like seeing her being very like innocent, very Ray to me. You know, like that whole scene with her kicking the mm. dirt in that uh, second episode yeah, was yeah, cool. Yeah. Like it this? just gave you those vibes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Ray and Takadana, like looking out and seeing like, you know, green and water and everything like that. Yeah. So, He's the but character I love that you cheer for, right? Like all the right. everyone. 100%. Most, I'm assuming most kids that are watching her, like that's their, especially that's because she's a kid, yeah, because yeah, she's so yeah. young, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's interesting to see what they're going to do with her, you know. And everybody's got theories, and I and I love talking about everybody's theories. But I mean, I I like what I've learned as I've gotten like older and watching Star Wars. Like I'm just going to let them tell me the story they want. I don't want to like theorize too much because then i i get in my own head i'm like oh man if they don't if they don't do this or that like i'll be upset like i try not to like get into that mind frame so you know but i I didn't learn that lesson when i got older i'm still very much (laughs) at heart it's hard i only recently learned that lesson with wandavision (laughs) (laughs) that one pulled (laughs) right back down to earth (laughs) right it's you know it is it's something that when you're passionate about something like you know like star wars or marvel like you do want like you have these expectations so you know talking to like other people like i'm trying to learn to like all right just let the story come to you just enjoy it for what it is right now you know because i mean if anything like if anything taught me especially rebels because again I, i i will bring up rebels so much i you know, if anything, Dave Filoni has earned my trust and respect to know that his stories are going to be phenomenal. Like, you know, everybody looks at Rebels in season two and Space Whales like, oh, my God, what are we doing with Space Whales? OK, so season four comes out and it's freaking amazing. And it's just yeah. like, ha ha ha. See, it all makes sense. Like it all it, it all comes it, around. It's all right. Good. It's full circle. So yeah. like if in knowing Dave Filoni. You know, I, I act like he's my best friend, but like knowing Dave, I mean, at like, this point, I, trust. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 He's, a, he's everybody's best friend. Let's be honest with <laughs> but yeah, like, he I knows trust what him. he's doing. Yeah. Like he does. Yeah. Like he knows what he's doing. I, he's going to what I love about him is that he's going to tell the story that he wants. Right. Regardless of like continuity. I mean, we all know, like in the first episode, like a little bit of the change from what happened in the Canaan comic, which was really good to what they did in animation like there's just you know it wasn't the same but that's okay like i mean it's not that big of a deal to me no, i know a lot of people that's a like, nitpick really yeah and i know people like continuity like they From want a certain it to point all... of view right From a certain right. point of view man <laughs> right so like it, it makes sense that you know yeah people want the continuity right because mar i mean marvel if anything marvel is really good at that right i mean so yeah. far going from like iron man to this to that to this to that like it all yeah. makes sense right mm-hmm. now they're doing it with shows so it's it's yeah it's going to be amazing well, it's, it, but like, it's incredible and continuity is important i think mm-hmm. overall but for me it doesn't make an impact as you go from medium to medium as long as the general overarching yeah, story is intact uh-huh. if you get into the nitty-gritty you're reading a comic and then you go watch a show and especially if it's just an adaptation like you have to respect the medium that you're in and mm-hmm. i think that's I mean, you nailed it with Empire Strikes Back. That's what makes it my favorite movie of all time because you've got, you know, how are you going to come off the back of Star Wars? George Mm -hmm. Lucas is an incredible creator. And then you've got this collaborative effort that just proves that a sequel can actually supersede in ways its original. Mm -hmm. 
it like kind of legitimizes the franchise. You know what I mean? It just, it, it tells you that a franchise is an actual achievable goal um, mm-hmm. in that respect. And, and so, yeah, like, I think if you're going from show to movie and maybe if, if they're both live action, then yeah, maybe you want to focus a little bit more on continuity, mm-hmm. but as you move into like animation or especially novels, because you're supposed to be kind of using your imagination when you're reading a book, mm-hmm. um, you can't really uh, nitpick when it comes down to like the fine uh, details, but I mm-hmm. think they've done an incredible job of paying attention to all that stuff and actually making like a cohesive universe. Uh, Marvel probably has done it the best because they have so many films under their belt, but even mm-hmm. Star Wars has done a very good job of keeping their universe intact. Yeah, yeah, no, I would I would totally agree with that yeah. because I, and I think people want to like compare Star Wars and Marvel, right? Like, like it's a, it's a thing, and that's fine, but you have to think about it. You don't it get as, MCU without Star Wars, right? I'll tell you right? That no, exactly. No, you don't. And you know, I always like to say that with the, with the MCU, like comics have been around for I mean, 80, 90 years, right? Marvel has had so many different storylines of captain america spider-man all of them right Mm -hmm. so they have a lot of material that they could like pull from and make like a cool kind of new story like in the mcu right star wars is literally trying to do that on their own like when when disney acquired a good point you know like they're trying to do that now so like yeah they're trying to fill in the gaps of you know the original trilogy and prequels to then now i think like with the high republic what they're doing like now they're starting to like really expand and really show like okay we can make this a bigger universe without going to these you know classic characters that we are all familiar with and start something new where like books lead into tv series lead into movies so like that to me is exciting in and of itself so like i think that's where people have to kind of for me realize that like marvel has an edge in that respect like they have been doing it for longer as you guys said and then two yeah they have a lot of material to use lots already. of material to pull yeah. from for sure yeah. so many so, different I mean, ones that would be you could pick a year and you could probably get different angles that that you know in the in the right, 70s yeah. especially in 60s like you could just pick one year and two characters and you could create a universe out of that you know like that's yeah. oh yeah for sure crazy <laughs> yeah but yeah, um, so like overall though, like Bad Batch, like so let's circle back to Bad Batch. It's great. It's, it's great. It's quality like, it's programming. Great. And I think you it's nailed it when you said it's cinematic. So my, mm-hmm. I really liked the Clone Wars all the way through, but I really I do believe they finished strong with the final season. Oh, yeah. uh, the whole season in, in general felt cinematic, especially those last four episodes. They felt mm-hmm. like an appendix to Revenge of the Sith, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you get those first, so it's a 12 episode season in the final season. Yeah. And you get those first four that are introducing the Bad Batch. And like you said, it's like, oh, it's a cool arc. And then they kind of go away and you're like, whatever. And when the trailer came out, I don't know if I necessarily was hyped to see like a whole series focused around them. Mm-hmm. But seeing as how, seeing it how they actually built their story out of like sort of the quote unquote aftermath of Clone Wars that that's what keeps me coming back to it and especially mm-hmm. that first episode of Bad Batch that felt like a movie right like it mm-hmm. was 71 minutes I think it was it was incredible yeah, it was, I think it was just under an hour or something or a right and that's or that's yeah. what keeps me hooked I, I think they've said it's about 16 episodes long so it's going to be a lengthy oh, is it really season. oh I thought it was shorter I, I think so I, I okay. could, yeah, could 16... be wrong but yeah, you see how episodes. these ones are getting a little bit shorter. They're more like the Clone Wars, right? We had 25 yeah. minutes, I think, was the the, last, the fourth one. So mm-hmm. they are a little on the shorter side. I think it was a smart move to kick it off with like that kind of lengthy introduction, kind because of, oh, yeah. it wasn't just this is the Bad Batch. They're going to go on more adventures. It was we're going to explore what Star Wars Galaxy looked like after the clones were sort of right, you know became right part of the, the empire order happened too which i think exactly. is, was cool i really like that part of it and that's yeah. what what will hook you when you're in the clone wars kind of anticipating them going into that final season yeah. seeing what happens to all of your favorite characters from that series right so the bad mm-hmm. batch definitely it's it's got its hooks in me i will say that like it started strong so i'm hoping that these are building blocks that build to an epic finish because the other episodes while they were very good for character building felt sort of your I won't say monster of the week, but that's kind of like the style that these series like to go on. Even Mandalorian would like to do Mm -hmm. that from time to time, but it always touches back into that key narrative that brings you to a strong finish. And so with Bad Batch, I find that they are getting into this habit of having just like 
Omega will run off and then, you know, we got to find Omega. And that's kind of what the central theme of a lot of these episodes lately have mm-hmm. been as long as like, and that's fine, but as long as they keep pushing the narrative and, and they start to play around with her role and maybe develop her a little bit more. I know mm-hmm. she is being developed along the way, but yeah, we've got to yeah. move away from this whole, like she's the kid of the bunch. Like, Something's gonna and, happen. And that's hard. Like, Something's that's gonna hard happen with her. It is. Gonna oh, really Dave's gonna pull. Yeah, Dave's going to rip our hearts out as he always does. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just, I think it. It has. Gonna happen. Make, I think it's a tragedy. Essentially, is what they're building towards. Mm, so okay. it's gonna be interesting to see what her mystery is and how that affects the rest of the Star Wars universe going forward with everything. Yeah, like else where does where does her because she's because she's new. I mean, all these characters mm-hmm. are, but there's something important about her that we're going to be like, Oh, she's that person or, Oh, she's linked to that yeah. character. And it's sorry, be Mike, something was... there that's going to give us like a spark and go, Oh, wow. That's sorry, Mike, I was going to ask you where her. you were. Cause I don't think you've watched all four, right? No, no. Okay. It's okay. Though, wow. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, yeah. all right. Well, that that might be a good transition into how you feel about the series, <laughs> but basically, I'm I'm loving the show despite like my little nitpicks here and there. I I think it's really well done. Yeah, really I, quality I, stuff. I watched those those last episodes on your recommendation, Ian, and and finished the end of uh, of the previous series and everything, and it was amazing. So I was just like, okay, well, perfect. I'm I'm even extra familiar with these with these uh, bad batch characters because I just watched that six months ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm really liking it. And I think that the Omega thing is, I, I'm, there's something there, something's going to happen and I'm interested to see where they take it. So um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And, and there's no way I'm not going to continue watching it. So <laughs> like that's definitely happening. So, um, mm-hmm. and like you said, those 20 minute, 23 minute episode things, I mean, they're easy to sort of to watch and, um, and it's interesting with this series because they dive right into the episode. There's no like in Clone Wars, there was all like, what's going on in the Star Wars Galaxy? They did that in the first episode, and that was it. They yeah. only did it in the first episode. I think they did that as an homage to Clone Wars because you notice how the, the title changed from the Clone Wars to, to ba- the Bad, Bad Batch. Batch right? yeah. So I think that was like, okay, we're leaving the Clone Wars behind now. We're going to do our own. Thing. Right, right. But yeah, yeah. it was really I'm cool. excited yeah. to move on to when we don't have to go through Order 66. Every time yes. and Thank like you. see <laughs> and just have like my heart broken. Like especially again, like especially seeing like little baby Kanan. Like, oh god, that was so oh that was so like, Dave. I don't know if you caught this, but like that gave me Jedi Fallen Order vibes. Like I was loving mm-hmm. that that yeah. how they tied in uh Love Kyle's Jedi story Fallen to the Order. whole order six six thing. So like yep. I'm always gonna be a sucker for that, but like I agree at some point. You got to not have everything tie into Order 66, but I still, I thought mm-hmm. they did that incredibly. I, I just, I like how it's true, like like Mike very uh, much agreed and stuff too. And, and we've said this before that, you know, we, we want to move into something that we haven't seen that isn't mm-hmm. related to uh-huh. what we've already seen in the past. We all want that in some way or another, regardless of how it happens. But I still like that the perspective from like their perspective and then trying to figure out what the hell's going on and stuff. I still really like that. I still, you know, we don't know, we don't know these characters too deeply. Like, you know, they were only in a few episodes previously, but they're thrown into this crazy situation and they're trying to figure it out over the course of the next, I, I would say at least two episodes um, or two and a half because that first one was so long. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And, and I, I like that. I like that we have a different perspective on something we already know we don't have to go back to it. I agree, but I I still kind of get a kick out of those kinds of things too. So oh yeah, yeah. no I do too. Yeah. And because yeah. it's so major too, right? It's such a mm-hmm. major thing. It's not like oh that X wing crashed. Oh what do we do about it? <laughs> it was Order sixty six. Like it's not it's not mm-hmm. nothing. So um, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be anyway. interesting to see how they tie if they do because you know if they tie in this to let's say the book of Boba Fett somehow like. Right. especially with Dave being involved with Bad Batch and then obviously we know he's involved with the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, uh, the Ahsoka series coming out. I'll be interested to see if he ties in things from this show to other live action stuff or point, things yeah. from animation to yeah. live action, which they have. I mean, obviously live action Ahsoka happened in Mandalorian season two, which is great. Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters of all time. That was time. epic. Next and that was directed by Dave Filoni because that's his baby. Right. So. That was his, right. That, yeah, that episode yeah. was so good. So yeah. good. So I it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with 
the Bad Bats because, you know, I could see maybe Boba Fett showing up in this show for some reason. And then again, maybe they not directly tie, but maybe they do mention things that had happened in Bad Batch in the book of Boba Fett, which would be cool. Again, it's that to me, yeah. that's the connectivity that I like. Like, it doesn't have to be like straight in your face. Like, oh, do you remember this and that? Look, see, they're connected now. Like, yeah. Give me just a little bit and I'm going to be fine with it. Oh, yeah, that's no, just how I sure. see it. You know? Speaking of characters connected to live action, so in the final season of Clone Wars, although I liked all 12 episodes, I did feel like it improved as you went on. So you had the, mm-hmm. the Bad Batch stuff was a great intro. And then the middle four episodes, although it wasn't as epic as the finale with the cinematic sort of ties mm-hmm. in, tie-ins to Revenge of the Sith, it had its own unique arc. And they introduced two new characters who I feel like it would be a misstep if they didn't uh, bring back. Bring them in. Um, in live mm-hmm. action because like what i think like that's what the whole plan of that final season was to like, sort of introduce these characters and then bring them back um, into new projects so and and on that note uh, you know speaking of the the different clones i mean all of the clones are voiced by like d bradley baker right and how <laughs> great of a job is he done creating different personalities in the Bad Batch? Like, yeah. they all yeah, seem they're like all completely so different people. Yeah, and he's oh, all wow. doing all of their voices, which is incredible. So, I mean, I'm really digging that dynamic and the fact that it kind of like brings me back to the '80s like action style with like the different. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your Motley Crew, your yeah. A Team, or whatever, right? So, uh, this is like the closest. Like, other than Jedi's being quote unquote superheroes and. Sith being super villains. This, this is like your your superhero team in, in the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, they all have their special skills. Before <laughs> before our free Zoom call kicks out kicks us in <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Um uh we'll uh Lauren, we're gonna have you back for sure. I think this is this oh was definitely a, this, this was a lot this of was fun, awesome. Man. And obviously we could go for another five hours if we wanted to. Oh probably um, <laughs> as well. So we'll you know what we'll do. We should touch base when Bad Batch wraps up. I think that's actually a perfect yeah perfect time to do that um, do a nice what, review on the series yeah absolutely for sure I mean, um so lauren where can everyone uh find yourself and all the stuff great stuff that you're doing yeah thanks well first of all thanks for having me appreciate it this was a lot of, of fun talking Pleasure. star wars and geeky stuff with you guys so yeah definitely looking forward to coming back um you can follow me on twitter and instagram at loro knows uh instagram's all my cat photos so just be forewarned that's what that's for <laughs> um and then you can follow the galactic podcast at the galactic pod and follow geek broadcast at geek broads pod and we're all we are all over the platforms um pretty much all the major ones apple spotify all that good stuff so all the spotifyers and yeah <laughs> all the good stuff <laughs> that's what my parents call spotify spotifyer spotifyer I, I like that <laughs> i don't know why it looks it looks right in the face i don't know why they yeah, i'm surprised they know what spotify is so <laughs> yeah i think it could have came with them. a cable package or something so they just have it <laughs> something like that <laughs> yes. otherwise i doubt they would have it and know what it is you're right uh mike what about us where's everyone keeping up with our stuff yeah you can find us on social media at day back in and the podcast is called back in my day find it on wherever you find podcasts that's it that's it man that's nice. our stuff gentlemen that was awesome lauren thank you very much for joining us uh we'll my talk pleasure to you soon for sure yeah, thanks, thanks everyone for listening mm-hmm. yeah and, thanks for coming uh everybody yeah, no stay problem. nerdy out there what are we up against with this ice man We're not against him, Wolverine. So then we're with him? Of course not. He's destroying federal property. Boy, I'm glad we cleared that up.